Hey friend, are you trying to plan a Disney World vacation, but you're not sure where to start? Do you wish you could head into your trip feeling prepared and confident with a plan that's right for your family and your budget? Hi, I'm Megan. At Dreamwish Plan, I help moms plan their dream Disney World vacation without the overwhelm. On this show, we'll walk through the Disney Park basics so you'll understand all the things that Disney World has to offer. We'll talk about vacation planning strategy, and I'll give you tips and hacks that will put you way ahead of the pack so you can maximize the fun and minimize the stress. So grab a cup of coffee and your favorite notebook and get ready to create a plan to make some magical Disney memories. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dream Wish Plan podcast. We're coming up on the busy February and spring break time in Disney World, And since we're now back in the era of the Disney dining plan, I thought I would do an episode outlining what you really need to know about dining plans and how to maximize your value if you do have the dining plan. Because there's nothing worse than paying money for something and feeling like you didn't get your money's worth. That's kind of what I'm all about here is helping you make the most of your Disney vacation as possible. Having it be as stress-free and enjoyable as possible so you can focus on the fun and memory making. So if you know these tips about maximizing your dining plan ahead of time, it'll make it that much more smooth and seamless when you're on your trip. So let's start off with a recap of what the dining plan options are and the rules of engagement when it comes to dining plans. I do have another episode about this, episode 34, called What is the Disney Dining Plan that you can listen to as well. But just to recap, there are two different dining plans being offered for 2024. The Disney Quick Service Dining Plan, which includes two quick service meals and one snack or non-alcoholic beverage per night of a stay, plus a refillable mug. This plan is going to be best for those who are always on the go and prefer to do strictly quick service meals and not have to deal with reservations or table service dining. And the Disney dining plan, which includes one quick service meal, one table service meal, and one snack or non-alcoholic beverage per night, plus a refillable mug. This is going to be good for families who want a mix of table service and quick service meals. I feel like this plan is a good balance because I certainly wouldn't do more than one table service meal per day, but I do think it's nice to have that break and be able to sit down and enjoy a meal once during the day. And the rest of the meals can be on the go. So those are the two plan options. Let's talk for a minute about what's included in a table service and a quick service meal. For table service meals, Meals at breakfast are going to include one entree and one non-alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage for guests 21 and older. Or if it's a buffet or family-style meal, one full buffet or family-style meal and one non-alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage for guests 21 and older. Meals redeemed at brunch, lunch, or dinner are going to include one entree, one dessert, and one beverage. For all the beverages, it's going to be non-alcoholic or alcoholic if you're over 21. So about those beverages. Alcohol is now included in the dining plans, which is great news and a big way that you can help maximize value if you have drinkers in the group. For alcoholic beverages, guests 21 and older may choose either one non-alcoholic beverage or one single serving mixed cocktail, beer or wine where offered as part of their meals. For non-alcoholic beverages, guests 10 years of age and older can choose one non-alcoholic beverage, including specialty beverages where offered as part of their meal. A single-service non-alcoholic beverage includes items like milkshakes, fresh smoothies, premium hot chocolate, 
soda, coffee, or tea. So again, even if you're getting non-alcoholic beverages, you would want to choose one of those higher-end options to maximize the value you're getting. If you're just having water, you're basically wasting that drink credit. And this is a rule of thumb across the board, is you're going to want to choose the more expensive options. So this is something to think about when you're deciding if the dining plan is right for you. If you're a group who isn't going to want alcohol or premium drinks, and your tastes typically fall at the lower end of the price range for entrees, then the dining plan might not be a good fit for you. But if you're someone who does love those things, but maybe doesn't typically order them because you're conscious of the cost, this is a great way to have that all-inclusive feel to your vacation. To be able to pick those options without feeling guilty, because hey, that cost is already factored in and paid for. So what's included in a quick service meal, an entree or combo meal, a non-alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage for guests 21 and older? And what's considered a snack? Disney defines a snack like this. At quick service restaurants, most outdoor carts and select merchandise locations, snacks may include a single serving of items such as frozen ice cream novelty or two scoops of hand scooped ice cream, popcorn scoop, single serving box, piece of whole fruit, single serve bags of snacks, 20 ounce bottles of Coca-Cola products, including Dasani water, 20 ounce fountain soft drink, single serve coffee, hot chocolate, hot tea, milk or juice, a cup of soup, or add on toppings or sauces like cheese dipping sauce. But I find this definition a little misleading because there are actually a wide range of different things that count as a snack credit. And I would argue that these items listed are not going to give you the best bang for your buck. So how do you tell what counts as a snack credit? Well, on the menu at the dining locations, anything that counts as a snack credit is going to have a little square Disney dining plan icon next to it. And if you're mobile ordering, it's even easier because it will literally say right under that it qualifies as a snack. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about some of the rules and how the dining plan works. You get all your credits at check-in and you can track them in your My Disney Experience app. So you don't need to use two meals and a snack each day. You can save up your snack credits or skip a sit-down meal one day if you wanna save credits for a meal that's two credits. You can basically use them however you want, but I would recommend you keep an eye on them in the app so that you know where you stand. Also, it's important to note that gratuities are not included. So factor that into your budget and be prepared to pay for gratuities. You'll also still need reservations for your sit-down table service meals. So remember, you can make those 60 days in advance of your trip or your travel advisor can make those reservations for you so you can sleep in on your dining day. Another important thing to note is that your credits will expire at midnight on your reservation checkout day. So be sure to use all your credits before that. If for some reason you haven't used all your snack credits, you can use them on packaged snacks that you can take with you. Another way to look at the dining plan credit is to look at the approximate value of each type of meal. So for adults, a table service meal is worth around $59 and a quick service meal is around $25. A snack would be around $6. So those are the numbers you're looking to beat in order to make it worth it. However, I don't really recommend getting too hung up on these figures. Once you make an informed decision to get the dining plan, I recommend keeping these things in mind, but don't stress yourself out about it. Get what you want and enjoy yourself because that's what it's really all about. And there's also the value of convenience of having the cost taken care of ahead of time and not having to swipe that card and look at the totals adding up at each meal.
but there are some more guidelines and tips for getting your money's worth. Number one is try not to use your credits for breakfast. Typically, lunch and dinner are going to be more expensive, so you'll get a better value if you use your credits for those meals. If you are doing a breakfast, I'd recommend a character breakfast. Breakfast is just one of those things that's easy to have something light and inexpensive in the room or grab something at the resort. Right, number two is specialty dining. You can use your meal credits for character meals and for dining packages like the Fantasmic Dining Package, where you get priority seating at Fantasmic. I would just be careful to check this list because some of the specialty dining actually costs two credits. So those are going to be providing less bang for your buck. Some of those restaurants are going to include Citrico's, Narcusi's, Topolino's Terrace Dinner, Be Our Guest Restaurant, Cinderella's Royal Table, Akershus Royal Banquet Hall at Epcot, Storybook Dining at Artist Point with Snow White, and dinner shows like Hoop Dee Doo Review. This doesn't mean that they're not good restaurants. Most of them are great restaurants, but from a purely value on the Disney dining plan standpoint, these are not going to be a great choice. That being said, if you have your heart set on one of those options, then do it because it's all about enjoyment and prioritizing what matters to you. Number three is to use snack credits wisely. A great choice if you're visiting during one of the Epcot festivals is you can use your snack credits on many of the items at the festival booths. If you're at a regular snack spot, just be aware of the regular pricing for the options you're choosing. Number four is choose restaurants that are going to make it easier to get your value for your credits. So those restaurants that have pricier menu items for you to order. Some great options for table service are Chef Mickey's, Garden Grill, or Tusker House for character meals, San Angel Inn, which is the restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion, Ohana for dinner, Chefs de France, Via Napoli can also be a good choice depending on what you order, and that's one of my favorite places. Also, Toledo Tapas Steak and Seafood, um, which is a rooftop restaurant at Grand Destino Tower. For quick service restaurants, some great options are Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe or Columbia Harbor House at Magic Kingdom, Sunset Ranch Market, Fairfax Fair, or Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo at Hollywood Studios, Katsura Grill and Regal Eagle Smokehouse at Epcot, at Animal Kingdom, Flame Tree Barbecue or Satuli Canteen, and at Disney Springs Polite Pig. These are not only good value for the dining plan, they're also pretty much my favorite quick service spots too. All right, number five is to make the most of your refillable mug at your resort. Get yourself a coffee in the morning, have a soda or a Powerade or something other than water as a treat. Number six is to plan ahead. Scope out where you wanna eat in advance. Make sure the restaurant is included in the dining plan, most are, and make sure you're making reservations and checking to be sure that the restaurants you're choosing are not on that two credit per meal list. Or at least if it is gonna be two credits that you're aware of it ahead of time. Okay, so that's my summary of the dining plans and how you can maximize your value. Of course, these are gonna be individual decisions and plans for each family. And if you're looking for help with deciding on a dining plan or planning out your reservations so you can maximize your plan, you can book your trip with me and I'll handle all the details. The best part is it won't cost you a penny extra. In fact, I can even help save you money by continuously monitoring for discounts and promotions to apply to your trip. I can take care of all your reservations, including dining, 
and you'll have access to me for any questions and advice throughout the entire process. You can contact me for a personalized quote, and we can start planning your dream trip together. Just click the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy planning. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help me so much if you would take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes. And if you still feel stuck and want my help designing your dream vacation, click the link in the show notes to book a one-on-one planning call with me. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy planning.